thank you for tuning in to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. What an interesting day in baseball. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. I am indeed D.C. Lundberg, and this is, of course, Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any of the other programs here on the Locked On Network. Just say, hey, smart device, play Locked On Team Name Here Podcast. Follow us on Twitter as well at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. Wednesday, September 9th, 2020, year of our Lord. A very interesting day to say the least in Major League Baseball. We will get to some of the more bizarre scores as I get a text message from my mother in the second half of today's show, uh, there were some very high scores. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. First, I'm going to recap the two-game series in San Francisco versus the San Francisco Giants. First game was Tuesday, September 8th, and not exactly the best of days for the Seattle Mariners. Started off okay. As a matter of fact, they got the scoring start, uh, started right underway in the uh, top of the first inning. RBI ground out from Kyle Seeger. Bottom of the first, RBI single uh, from Brandon Belt of the San Francisco Giants to bring the score uh, to title at one. Top of the second inning, J.P. Crawford hits a three-run double to score Evan White, Luis Torrens, and Shed Long Jr., for a 4-1 to one Mariners lead. Also in that top of the third inning, Ty France scores on an RBI single from Jose Marmalejos. In the second inning, the Mariners got something of a scare. Starting pitcher LJ Newsom took a line drive off of his pitching hand, which popped up into the air and was caught by third baseman Kyle Seeger for a very bizarre 1-5 putout. He could not continue in the ballgame and was sent for x-rays, which, thank goodness, came back negative. Brady Lale came in to relieve him, pitched two and two-thirds innings, and gave up four runs on five, uh, on five hits. Pardon me. And he gave up two home runs, and that would bring the score to 5-5. Five to five. The Giants scored two in the third and two in the fourth. They'd hit the go-ahead home run in the seventh inning off Anthony Masevich for a 6-5 to five victory. Yesterday, Scott Service said that Newsom may not even miss his next start, and what is being called a sore hand feels much better. If you take a line drive off your hand, and the next day it is described as sore, uh, you got off pretty lucky. Good news on that front. Um, also, the Mariners did send Brady Lale to the alternate training site prior to yesterday's game and recalled Jimmy Yacobonis, who had been cl- uh, claimed off waivers from the Baltimore Orioles, and he was in uniform yesterday. And speaking of yesterday, not the best of games. 10-1 to was the final. The Mariners didn't score until the eighth inning and only achieved five hits all game. Nick Margevich's started, and it was not the typical Nick Margevich's start. Six hits, seven runs, all of them earned. Three walks, six strikeouts, and a home run. Walter Lockett came in for an inning in the third, also gave up six hits and three runs, all of them earned, to account for all ten San Francisco runs. Again, Mariners only got five hits all day, 
uh, Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford. How about Carl Crawford's cousin, J.P. Crawford? Carl Crawford hasn't played for years. J.P. Crawford with a hit. Dylan Moore with a hit. Ty France with a hit. Jose Marmalejos with a hit. And Philip Irvin with the five Mariner hits. The run was driven in by Kyle Seeger on a sacrifice fly. Dylan Moore scoring on that play. There is some other news. Maybe not news, but um, you may have noticed that Shedlong Jr.'s playing time has decreased over the last week or so. Dylan Moore is pretty much going to be the everyday second baseman. Ty France started at second base yesterday just to kind of see what he offers on defense at that position. But even with the Mariners' uh, wish to develop their young talent at the Major League level this season, or at least the talent that's at least near Major League ready, The Mariners find themselves in a pennant race, believe it or not, and that is thanks to the extended playoffs in which eight teams in each league are going to advance to the postseason, the two top teams in each division, plus two wild cards. And the Mariners are fortunate that they play in a division which really is not very good. Oakland is going to win the division, it looks like. They have a a five-and-a-half game lead over the second-place Astros, who are 22 and 22. They're exactly at 500. They have lost seven of their last 10 ball games, and they really haven't been playing very good baseball, much to the delight of fans everywhere. The Mariners are only two and a half games behind the Astros for second place in the division, propelled by that six-game winning streak, which was snapped on Tuesday. So the Mariners do have a legitimate chance to make the postseason. The Los Angeles Angels are fourth, and they're 17 and 27. That's a 386 winning percentage. And Texas is 15 and 27, a 357 winning percentage. Los Angeles and Texas are awful. The Mariners really are not that bad, especially when they can get good, consistent starting pitching. If that bullpen is exposed too much, I think that's really the team's Achilles heel. And most of the veteran guys who began the season, or at least had been with the team earlier, are on the disabled list, led by Carl Carl Edwards Jr., or Carl's Jr., of course. I don't get to say the famous star on this program anymore, do I? He's out for the season. Matt McGill's out for the season. Some of the better bullpen pieces are, are, are gone for the season. So it's mostly young kids, and Yoshihisa Hirano is kind of the only veteran presence down there at this time, although Jimmy Yacobonis does have some major league innings under his belt, who was activated uh, before yesterday's ball game and did pitch in yesterday's ball game, got a scoreless inning in in that 10-1 loss. Mariners trivia question is actually twofold today, considering that there were some very, very high scores across Major League Baseball yesterday. Today, I shall ask the following. What is the most runs the Mariners have given up in one ball game, and what is the most runs they have scored in one ball game? Answers following this from Built Bar. They're back, yes indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and they have improved on an already terrific product. They are great-tasting protein bars that taste as close to a candy bar as a protein bar can get, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are high in protein while also being low in sugar and calories, a major advantage over the other protein bars currently on the market. But the best thing about them for me, they taste great. They're a good snack for somebody like me. 
who knows that he should eat better, but I'm not going to sacrifice taste for nutrition. If it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to eat it. And I eat these things. They are very, very good. As a matter of fact, my mother just placed an order. Maybe I'll have her on a future commercial for a testimonial. Ha <laughs> ha. Surprise, Mom. I know you're listening to this. In any case, also, don't forget about Built Boost Drink Powder and Built Go for a quick shot of energy. All this can be found at BuiltBar.com. And if you enter promo code OOFOOFEEF at checkout... And nothing happens. So use promo code locked on instead, and that'll get you $10 off your order. Yes, an entire $10 taken off your order with promo code locked on at builtbar.com. Answers, yes, plural, to the Mariners' trivia questions, again, plural. The most runs the Mariners have scored in one game, well, that was April 29th, 1999, against the Detroit Tigers, a rare Thursday day game at the Kingdom. It was a 22-6 victory. Yes, 22-6. Detroit Tigers pitchers Dave Malicki, CJ Nitkowski, Mel Rojas, Sean Runyon, and Todd Jones, the victims on that one. Rojas gave up 11 runs, all of them earned in one and two-thirds innings as the third pitcher that day. C.J. Nitkowski did not record an out. Oh, he only faced one hitter. <laughs> but in any case, the hitter he faced came around to score, so he was charged with a run. Mariners starter Butch Henry really didn't pitch very well. He lasted four and two-thirds innings, ten hits, and six earned runs, so reliever Ken Cloud got the win. Also appearing in that game for the Mariners on the mound, Mark Leiter and John Halama. The most runs the Mariners have given up in a ball game. Also, it was the Detroit Tigers. On Saturday, April 17th, 1993, a 1-15 start in Detroit in Tiger Stadium that day. This was a 20-3 loss. Mariners pitching victims were Mike Hampton, Dwayne Henry, Dave Wainhouse, Russ Swan, and Tim Leary. Hampton gave up four runs in two and two-thirds innings. Henry gave up two runs in two and a third. Wayne House gave up seven runs in one inning. The late Russ Swan, four runs in the one inning he pitched. And Tim Leary gave up three runs in his, in, in his inning of work. Starting pitcher for the Tigers this day, pitching seven innings, giving up two runs, one of them earned, was none other than current Mariners analyst Bill Kruger. Hmm, how about that, ladies and gentlemen? Do you have a question or a comment? I bet you do. Send it in to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I will read it on the air and reply to it from the Friday Mailbag segment. Questions and comments about anything, it need not be baseball-related. Send those questions and comments in to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com so I can get them in for this Friday's program. This particular episode of Locked On Mariners will continue after the following. Now time for the second half of Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, J.M. Locked On Mariners. We'll continue at this time. And as stated uh, yesterday, Wednesday, September 7th, there were some very bizarre scores in Major League Baseball. I'm going to talk about two of them specifically. 
The first one was a 19 to nothing win. The Brewers over the Detroit Tigers, who now have identical 19 and 22 records. Talking about the Tigers pitching line first, Matthew Boyd started the game. He pitched three innings, gave up seven runs, all of them earned. John Schreiber then pitched two and a third innings, gave up two runs. And then Ronnie or Ronnie Garcia pitches uh, two-thirds of an inning and gives up three runs. And here's a name for you, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Funkhauser. Hmm, Funkhauser. Yes, one inning, three runs. And then Joe Jimenez, a scoreless inning. He was the only Tigers pitcher this day to not give up any runs because following him was Travis Demerite, who pitched an inning and gave up four runs. Travis Demerite, by the way, is an outfielder. So that's how bad it got for the Tigers. Although the Mariners did have Tim Lopes pitch recently. It's not unheard of in games like this, you know, to save your bullpen, you know, to to bring a position player into pitch. It's always fun when that happens, ladies and gentlemen. I enjoyed it at the very least. The Brewers offense, 21 hits, scoring those 19 runs. They walked seven times and only struck out six times. Avasiel Garcia went two for four. Christian Yelich, one for five. He's kind of struggling this season. He's only at 213. Jed Giorco, two for five. Ryan Braun, three for five. Orlando Arcia, four for six to raise his batting average all the way up to 257, all the way up to 257. Luis Urias, three for six. He drove in five runs, gang. Tyrone Taylor, five, pardon me, four for five. And Jacob Nottingham, one for five. Those are some hefty numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very impressive to say the least. Home runs by Jorko, Nottingham, Braun, and Taylor. 19-0 the final score on that game. And then we get to the big one in which a record was almost set. How would you like to score 19 runs and not only not have scored the most runs in Major League Baseball that day, but that also, that 19 to nothing score, that was not the biggest run differential of the day. The Marlins scored 9 runs. Okay. The Atlanta Braves scored 11 runs. In the second inning alone, in a 29-9 drubbing of the poor Marlins. I feel bad for the Marlins. I re- I, you got to feel bad for any team who just does, has such an off day on the field that they lose to a score like this. You know, like, like the Tigers obviously did today. Marlins pitchers, not they didn't do very well either, obviously. Pablo Lopez started the game, an inning in two-thirds, four hits, seven runs, four walks. Jordan Yamamoto comes in, two and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, 13 runs, 12 of them earned, four home runs given up by Yamamoto. Poor guy. Bringing his ERA on the season to 18.26. And then following Yamamoto is Alex Vesia, who pitches an inning and a third. Three runs, five hits, four of them earned. The Marlins did commit two errors to allow for those two unearned runs. Uh, Josh Smith, Josh A. Smith, in inning and a third. Four runs, all earned on four hits. And then mopping up the ballgame, Ryan Stanek pitching a scoreless inning. No position players in this one. The Braves, to go along with their 29 runs, scored 23 hits and walked nine times. They did strike out nine times, however. Ronald Acuna Jr., three for four. Freddie Freeman, three for six. Pablo Ozuna, one for six. Travis Darno, two for seven. 
Dansby Swanson, three for four. Austin Riley, two for four. Adam Duvall, three for four. Ozzy Albies, very underrated player, although having an offseason, three for six. And Ender Enciarte, two for five. Home runs for the Braves were hit by Travis Darno, Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Adam Duvall with three. Three home runs this game for Adam Duvall. He had himself a day, ladies and gentlemen. Three for four, like I said. Nine runs driven in. Freeman also drove in six runs in Acuna, five. Just a monster game. These games obviously do not happen every day. And when I told my housemate Shannon about this final score, she said, that sounds like a football score. So, yes, the Atlanta Falcons over the Miami Dolphins, 29-9. to Or... I don't know what else to say about this, ladies and gentlemen. I sure found it fun. I I hope you did, too. Tomorrow on this program, I'm going to talk about something. That's not a good plug. But nonetheless, joining me will be guest panelists Sergeant Ed Jacobs, Smokey the Bear, and a shoehorn. That will be exciting. Really looking forward to that conversation. So download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you like to use. Any that you can think of, look for us. We are probably there. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening to today's program, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's your first episode or whether you're a longtime listener. I appreciate it. And we will be back here tomorrow talking about, as I said, something. Join us then. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 